Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age. So parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Hey, Modern Education Movers. Welcome back for another episode. The teenage years. When you hear that, what immediately comes to mind? If you have or have had teenagers yourself, and even if you don't, I'm sure you can think back to when you were that age. Now, for me, I've, I've got three teenagers right now. We're just full of teenagers in the house. My daughter, Malia, who's, who's 16. I have twin boys, David and Graham, who'll be 14 in a couple of weeks. So I'm really getting to see it all. You know, the, the, the moody swings that, that puberty brings. David's bottomless appetite. The guy just never stops eating. The insecurities that come as, as they're exploring new, new things, new challenges. You know, the deepening voices, developing personalities, which can be fun and scary at the same time. The needing the friendships more than ever and, and parents less over time. You know, trying to discover their own identity, what they're passionate about. Trying to make decisions for the future. Trying to juggle all these competing interests, right? And, and, and not get overwhelmed because those pressures can become quickly daunting and overwhelming. That's where my guest today comes in. Amanda Chatsi Constantino is a certified master life and wellness coach whose life mission is to equip teens and young adults to navigate these stresses that come on their way to adulthood. She equips her clients with essential life skills, effective goal setting tools, and stress management strategies to become confident, self-motivated, independent, and ultimately resilient adults. Now, that's really what I want for my kids. That's what I'm super passionate about. And, you know, since you're listening to this podcast, I expect you are too. And even if you don't have kids, you'll gain some valuable insights today that I'm sure you can apply to your own life. So Amanda, so good to have you on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's really my pleasure. And, you know, I've got a ton of questions I want to ask you. Obviously, I'm a parent too, thinking about these sorts of things all the time myself. But before we dig in, I, I know there's going to be people listening who, who don't know a lot about your story and, you know, kind of where you've come from. So, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, for sure. I feel like my, my passion and my love for working with kids goes way back. My whole life, I've always been very much about helping kids and being there to support them. I just, that's really my, my passion. And then... Throughout my teenage years, I really had that struggle that I think so many of us do, you know, just trying to figure out, navigate growing up and what do I want to do with my life? What things, you know, what career choice, the careers that I want to do, like what life choices am I going to make for myself? And I feel like that struggle is really what inspired me to focus on that in my coaching. 
I knew that I wanted to help young people navigate that process. And, you know, I thought about the psychology route. I thought about so many different things, but the coaching approach is what really I, I love. And that, that positive approach and looking towards the future is just something that I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. I just love, I love what I do. <laughs> well, I'd love to, to explore a little bit more about you know, kind of that, that motivating factor you had, as you said, kind of growing up in some, what were, like, you think back to like what some of the, some of the challenges you were, were facing, like what, what kind of made it difficult for you and maybe what wasn't there that, you know, you wish you'd had. I think it's really just when you say like what I wish that I had had is sort of like all the things that I wish I had had is how I want to show up for my clients. And, you know, those things that maybe we don't necessarily learn in our traditional school environment, you know, how to manage stress, how to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. You know, there's so many possibilities in terms of career and what things that you can be doing and really working with your strengths and your passion, I feel like is something that's really important. And I wish I kind of had that guide to sort of help me through those things, those challenges that, you know, sometimes it is, it is difficult. There's a lot of peer pressures, there's bullying, there's so much that happens at that, you know, stage in life. That just being able to have a guide through that process, I feel like is just something that's really important. Yeah, no, I can, I can really understand that. And, you know, I think back to my, my high school years and really it was just like checking off boxes, you know, like didn't really have a sense for what direction I was going in, knew I needed to get, you know, I've focused on getting good grades and all that kind of stuff, but you know, yeah, not really knowing where I wanted to go and, and just kind of trying to, trying to guess the best I could at how to get a good job and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And not really let someone to, to talk to and work through those things. Yeah. It, having someone that, you know, I think you can trust and you know that even more so, I guess, as a, as a parent in that situation of like, you know, your kid has someone that they can talk to that, you know, is qualified and certified because who like, especially now that technology is like <laughs> everything <laughs> for these young people. So the access to that information, sometimes, you know, we get misinformation. So I think being able to have that guide who's trained and qualified to do that work is really a benefit to parents to have that peace of mind, but also to the young person knowing that, you know, you're going through something and sometimes we don't know like who can, who we can talk to, like having that trusted person that you can turn to for any support that you need, I feel like is really something that is uh, so, so important for our young people to be able to thrive as adults. What are some of the things you're noticing right now with with the teens you're working with, what are the, what are some of the things that are, that are showing up um, in particular during this pandemic and everything else that's, that's going on? Yeah, I feel like we kind of always had this discussion around school and those topics before pre pandemic, but I feel like that's really been magnified now and really what that looks like, like 
there's, and from client to client, this, from school to school, like everything is so different, you know, and helping them navigate that process of like, okay, you know, maybe graduation looks a little different than you thought. Maybe, you know, your grade 12 year, like it, it looks different than what you thought of. So it's really just kind of overcoming that almost sense of like loss or grief of what you kind of imagine things to be. And I feel like that kind of trickles into so much of life. So it's a really great lesson for them to be, it's an interesting way to be learning that lesson, but it's a really great lesson to learn. And I feel like for sure, that's definitely a big discussion that we have with majority of my clients. That's something that comes up a lot. You know, it's, it's really interesting that you brought up the word grief that was coming to mind as you were talking. Cause I had actually just the episode that we just published yesterday with Jen Sutherland. She, she does a lot of work in helping parents and, and families really try to figure out their, their unique path in the, in terms of learning choices. And the one thing that has shown up a lot for her talking to parents is this, this grief, not only with, you know, differences in graduation and so on, but just that maybe what we thought school was providing isn't really there, right? It wasn't what we thought it was. And so how, how can someone who's listening right now, whether the teen or even a, as a parent, how can they process the sense of perhaps loss or difference in expectations? I mean, how, how do you, how, how can they process that in a healthy way? Oh, great question. And I feel like it's so individual to each person, we all process things differently, but I feel like being able to just talk about those things and really express how you're feeling and just being able to talk through things and have, have that guided conversation of like, okay, yeah, what is going on right now? Okay. I'm experiencing this. And how can we find strategies that are best suited for you that'll work to support you on your journey, however that looks. And maybe that's, you know, today it looks one way and tomorrow or, you know, the next, it looks different because life's like that. So just being able to, I guess an overall principle, just being open, just being open in general to fluctuations and being flexible to adjust to, to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to deal with for sure. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the, maybe we've already, we've already uh, talked about this, but any other, other than dealing with the changes in expectation, perhaps a sense of loss, um, what are some of the major challenges you typically see in, uh, in the teen age right now? I think just there is definitely uh, confusion or overwhelm in terms of like, what do I want to do with my life? Where do I see my life heading? And I feel that those career choices are definitely something that come up a lot. And those pressures that we put on ourselves, those pressures from parents and what that looks like, how we process that, you know, goal setting and figuring out what our goals are, and then how are we going to get there? What other things? Communication is definitely a big one as well. Like with with other 
peers, teachers, parents, everyone? Or Yeah, communication across the board uh-huh. is definitely it is something that's really important. And I think it's helpful to know that that is something that communication can help with even just our mental health. That's definitely a common theme that we definitely discuss often with clients. So what are, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you offer to, to the, the teens that you're working with to sort of overcome some of these communication challenges? What, what do you find particularly helpful or what do they find particularly helpful? Yeah, I think a lot of the time it's just really talking it through because it, a lot of the times they're maybe believing certain things that might not necessarily be a hundred percent true. It's like we make up these ideas of what's actually, or maybe what the conversation might look like or how the person would respond or, you know, all these ideas, but not necessarily actually having that conversation to know, okay, yeah, no, what would that actually look like? So I feel like sometimes we're sort of like navigating that process in like, just talking it out. Like, what would that look like if you had that conversation? And what would it be like after you've had that conversation? How would it feel for you? How would that impact other things in your life? And what would that look like? Interesting. So a lot of it is not the conversation itself, but really your, your mindset, your expectations around it, the, the fear, right? It reminds me of, I don't remember exactly how Mark Twain said, but you know, that he has, you know, so many fears and 90%, 94% of them never happen. Like, <laughs> right. And, and it's interesting how we can be crippled by that. And yeah, especially for, for teens. So that's, yeah, that sounds so, so important. When you're talking about sort of picking a, you know, the pressures of to kind of choosing a path or, you know, direction and so on. One, th- one thing that popped in my mind, I'd like to ask you about, because I, I know this has come up in, in other conversations I've had is what do you think is like an appropriate age where that is really something to focus on, right? Because I think some cases there's a lot of pressure on kids to maybe figure that out when they're not really ready or maybe like, do you think there's like an, an more of an age appropriate time to really be focusing on that? And if so, what, what would you say that is? Hmm. I really think, again, it's very, each, each child is, is different. Like some kids, they know exactly what it is and they're ready to go for it. Then there's some where we're still trying to figure it out. They aren't sure. And I think it's just a matter of where they are on that journey and exploring what are your strengths? Maybe what are your weaknesses? What are you passionate about? What do you love doing? What is it that you would wake up and be excited to do? That's something that I live by every day. And I think that that's something that I do pass on to my clients. And I think that's, you know, maybe not necessarily a specific age, but just in general, like having that feeling of readiness. And I don't think it's just something that, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to decide that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's sort of this like, process of okay well let's figure out what you like doing let's find those strengths and let's work with that and then it's a process of developing you know what are some uh career choices that would kind of encompass those things yeah it's, it's certainly a, a careful balance you know i think as, as as parents we can we can get pretty serious pretty quickly you know and and forget that kids need a space and time to explore and try as you say 
just to be kids even sometimes we we lose sight of that so it's, it's a, it can be a difficult difficult balance i'm sure i'm sure you've encountered that many times yes no it's definitely important to keep in mind that our kids are separate individuals from us and sometimes we obviously want what's best for them but there isn't one size fits all and maybe your size doesn't fit them as a parent so it's kind of allowing them to discover what they want to do what and how they go about that but that's why i feel like coming in with those supports of a coach or whatever is best for your child but from my standpoint of a coach it's like having that opportunity to explore those options and what that might look like so you have that peace of mind that they will get there <laughs> right yeah you can calm down parent <laughs> he's, he's yeah. like life's not, life's not gonna be ruined if he doesn't do uh ballet this year yeah exactly <laughs> and that kind of segues into an area that i'm really curious about too because I think a lot of you know supporting teens i'm sure also involves you know engaging the parents in some way or you know what um what would you say is, is important for, for parents in, in their role in supporting their, their, their teen in, as, as they kind of figure out their own path? What, and what kind of work do you do to, to help parents in that way? Yeah, that's a really great question. Because I do feel as though I'm working with the client to support them. But the parent is definitely an active participant in that as well. So I think mentioning the parent support is definitely an important piece as well. And I think when you're as a parent, when you're, you know, looking to create a supportive environment for your child to thrive, such a, I have like a workbook on this because I feel like this is something that is so important for parents to have and those small, you know, little tools and tips and things like that, that I like to infuse into my, my coaching, because I think that the parents need that support too. And I think we're all on this journey and we're all on this journey together and being mindful of where you are at as a parent and where the child is at and separating the two. And maybe, you know, I get a lot of insight from young people that, you know, they feel very pressured by their parents to whether it's do a certain career or perform a certain way or, you know, these just these pressures. And sometimes it's unintentional. Like the parent doesn't even realize in their mind, the intention is, I just want to do what's best for them. And so I think sometimes as a parent, we kind of have to take a step back and just turn our, on our ears and just listen to our child, ask them open-ended questions, really open that conversation with them and continue just like how I would teach them, like a client to have that communication. It would be the same in the parent to have that communication with their child, that open communication of, you know, I'm here to support you and I want to hear what you have to say, as opposed to like, you know, just listening to respond. Really tr treating them like, like a, like an independent person who has a, opinions and ideas and thoughts and feelings, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's really valuable. 
I've got a, so many questions I want to ask you. I'm trying to figure out which one to go, which where to go next. Who would you say is like an ideal client? And 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 you know, I think this is kind of unique. Like I, one of the reasons I want to interview is is I haven't come across honestly too many people focusing on on youth and teens. You know, in particular around what you do. I mean, my background is coaching as well. I've, I've done coaching for you know well over a decade, but in a very different context, but similar types of tools and techniques. And so I'm really fascinated by, by what you're doing so just kind of curious like who would your uh, kind of ideal client be how would they how would they find you yeah tell me more about that yeah really it's you know yourself best and if you feel like or you know you know your child and where they're at and that ideal sort of place where I feel like I can come in and support best is, you know, in a situation where a young person may be feeling a bit lost or overwhelmed or confused about their life and how to accomplish their goals, sort of that overwhelm of all the pressures that, that are involved in, especially now more than ever for young people. So really anything that they feel like they want more support and clarity in where they're headed and any sort of goal setting tools or you know maybe they ha- they're struggling with the stresses of life and we work on stress management strategies so there's a whole list of things that I feel like really come into play here because I focus on the person as a whole I take a very holistic approach so there's anything from body image to confidence to figuring out career paths. Again, the mental health piece in, you know, managing that and your emotions and what that looks like. Just really getting clear on where it is that they want to go with their life and wanting to have that clarity and support and accountability. Okay. I was just thinking about my own my own kids. And obviously I have different aspirations or ways that I'm trying to support them as, as best as I can. And sometimes it's a hit or a miss, of course. And so one thing I'm curious about is, is, you know, I mean, a teenager may want help with this, but how do you keep them like motivated to keep working at these things or, or to you know, keep putting in the time and the efforts? Yeah. What, what do you find particularly around this, this demographic, right? What, how do you kind of adjust your, your, your coaching and whatnot so that it, it, makes them want to keep showing up and and doing the work. Yeah, well, I'm definitely all about making it exciting and fun. I think that that's just a general rule that I follow in like my whole life. That's (laughs) that's a good way to live, no matter what you're doing. (laughs) It's not exciting and fun. It's not worth doing. So I really try and bring that energy to my coaching. And I feel like for young people, that's so important. They listen to people lecture them all day. So just being able to give them a safe space to express themselves and feel like there's no judgment here. Like we're just going to, we're just going to talk. And I feel like that is really helpful. I also like to give, and I know now that this, you know, everything is kind of this online space and there's so much, you know, in front of the screens. So I really try to also incorporate things outside of our sessions, like the face to well, as face to face virtually face-to-face, I guess. (laughs) But I really try and incorporate other activities, like fun activities that I think really resonate with young people. And again, it depends on 
the person, like some people wouldn't be interested in certain activities, but if there's something that they sort of have this visual reminder of what they're working towards outside of our sessions, then I feel like that really kind of helps that motivation factor. Okay. So, so if I'm a parent trying to support my teen as they're moving along, so things like creating some kind of like visual, like a, a goal or something like that, encouraging them to do things like that. What, what other things have you found really helpful and, and you know, fun perhaps? Yeah. Well, I always love a vision board. I think that's super fun. It's easy. Like anybody, anybody can make a vision board. And it's that constant visual, that constant reminder of what is, what, why am I doing all this? What's the point? What's the end goal? What's, because sometimes we need that reminder. And I think for young people to have that, or for anyone to have that is super important, but it's easy and it's fun. Again, depending on the person, journaling is something sometimes that I find is really popular with young people to have that space where they can just brain dump. I have a few cute little activities that I do that help promote continuing to stay on track. So we have like gratitude is a big part of it. And I like having sort of these physical things like a gratitude jar or a a self-care jar, like things that they can visually see and that are fun activities that aren't just, you know, feeling like they're being told what to do. It's sort of like encouraging that independence. I really, really like that. That speaks to a lot of this, the stuff I've done in, in my own work as well. Just that, that, that it just makes it more real because a lot of this is like in your, it's in your head, it's in your, your body, it's, it's intangibles. And when you can make it tangible, like this, like the idea of like your gratitude jar kind of filling up with all these gratitude things, you realize, wow, there's just like a lot in my life. That's really great. And I can see that, right? I can feel it. That's so, so good. As you said, especially in a world where we spend so much time now doing things virtually, all the more reason to have these, these tangibles. So, so that's really great. So for, I don't know if you caught all that parents, but we talked about vision boards is a good idea, potentially journaling. Also focusing on gratitude and, and even having a gratitude jar. There's lots of different things out there. And as you said, you know, each person's different. And I think part of it is you know, trying things and seeing, seeing what, what resonates. So that's so really great. And you know, I also just want to bring back something you said earlier that, you know, and I've, I've noticed this with myself, like I have a really tight relationship, particularly with my son, Graham. We spend a lot of time together, do a lot of things, but there's some things I just haven't, you know, there's areas that I've, I've been wanting to see him grow in and it's been clear that it's not going to happen through me. And when we set up some other structures in his life, it was fascinating to see just all of a sudden he was exploding in those areas, like, because he had different motivators and he had different people kind of speaking into his life. And I think that's one of the big pluses to bringing in a coach like yourself into a situation is just, you create a safe space for kids to explore. And it's just another perspective that's, that's not coming from someone who's deeply woven into their life already. And, and you know, where there's perhaps even a, a power dynamic between a parent and a, and a child. So I think it's, it's also valuable what, what you're doing right now. And I think, you know, it's really an opportunity for parents to, to take advantage of. So uh, I guess I'd just love to just to wrap up here by saying, is there anything else you'd like to, to share for parents who or for teens who might be listening, if maybe they're dealing with stuff or any, anything else you'd like to, to share with them right now? You know what? I think it's life is a journey and everything isn't 
just figured out in one moment. So be patient. And even in the process of finding support and figuring that out, is it a coach? Is it therapy? Like, what are, what is it? What is it for you and for your child and what's best for your family? And sometimes maybe it's even, okay, yeah, maybe coaching is for me, but there's so many coaches out there. And just going through the process of navigating and not always just going with the first option, maybe, and really just doing your research, do your research, explore other options. Like you mentioned, you know, what things might resonate with one child, if you have more than one may not resonate with the other. So really just finding what works best for you. Awesome. That's really great advice. And Amanda, for, for anyone who'd like to find out more about whether they could work with you or just maybe have questions that you could help them answer as they try to figure out their best options, right? What, what's a way they can, they can get in touch with you? Yeah, all on social media. So you can definitely reach me anywhere, Instagram, Facebook. It might be easier to look up through my company name because I know my last name can be hard to spell. So if you look up hello.trueself on either of those social medias, that will work. I am in the process of having our reconstruction of our website. So they can definitely in the next month or so, once that's all up and running, contact me through there. And that's hellotrueself.com. And yeah, really just reach out because I would love to answer any questions and really support you along the journey. And I know you do offer a free uh, discovery call as well. So people can, can check that out and, and understand a bit more about their options. So that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, we'll have all the links as well in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to write that, that down. We'll have it for people. And man, it's been really great to talk to you today. I'm so excited about what you're doing. And thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been so fun. 